curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks, Mr. Curiosity Podcast, Joe Snedeker here, and we have a repeat guest. That sounds bad, doesn't it, Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 that was... What it's almost I, like, like... If I heard that, I'd turn it right off. I'm like, I'm done. Never mind. Yeah, it's almost like uh, there's a there's a, a Netflix series and it's done and then they rerun it. I know, but I've been watching reruns of Seinfeld. Oh, okay. So, yeah. For years. And the thing is, you, to me, are so... Hmm, how do I say this? Wow. Interesting. Oh, that you were on my original top list. I mean, you were one of the first I wanted to do this with because oh, you're okay. so you're out there. Some people they play the infield, then there's some people they play the outfield. You're out there. You're on the streets or hanging on the 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 the, the lights and the way in the back of the arena. That's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doing the dangerous stuff. That's why I love you. Okay. <laughs> nice. But should we tell them the truth too while you're here? Uh, always. All right. Truth, I always, yeah. So we had someone scheduled, and they had a death in the family. So mm. he, I'm like, I need a replacement. But it's not really like, oh, I guess I'll have Chelsea. You happen to be at work the day this person canceled, and I love you, and I need you, and I can't live without you, so here you are. It's perfect. It was fate. It was. And since we last spoke, you have a new job here at WNP. Yep. You have a new lifestyle. That part I made up. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I mean, the new job comes with a new lifestyle. Yes. You, you, a coworker has left oh. and you were connected. So we have to address all these topics. Yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk came, it out. You just came back from Florida, the devastation from Hurricane Ian. So we have so much to talk about. Where do we begin? Your new frames? My new frames. Yeah, let's start with them. So now you got a red frame. Well, these, I need these yeah. to see. Okay. Um, so when I was... The teleprompter when I'm at the desk is blurry. And I was just like, okay, maybe the lights are in my eyes. Maybe I'm nervous and I have blurred vision and it's just anxiety. And then it was, oh, well, maybe I should get my eyes checked. Oh, you need glasses. Oh, great. So this just snuck up on you? Like you didn't know four years ago, 10 years ago that you had blurry vision? Well, it's, it's far away. Yeah. So I can see things up close. When I'm driving, it's not that big a deal. But the teleprompter is just that far away where glasses make it so much more crisper. And then probably when you do see that crispness, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot what crisp is. Right. Because I went through that, too. But when you were in, like, ninth grade, 11th grade, college, no need for glasses. No. You know what this means? This is the universe telling you. Chelsea, you're getting old. <laughs> I would say that maybe I'm staring at computer screens too much. Nope. And I'm editing Chelsea, video on these little boxes. You're getting old. Your eyeball is deforming oh, no. with age. Well, I have next, dry eyes. Crow's feet will be next. Mm, no, I got somebody that takes care of that. <laughs> Gray hair will come in. That's taken care of, too. Osteoporosis. Mm. That mm. one. Milk. Got milk. Menopause. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> We're going. Death. Yeah, just I'll be like Jim Reaper outside. <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, uh, that usually starts in your 20s or early 30s. Well, the I old... have dry eyes, too. 
Oh, yeah? I thought that was just something that people made up All to right, sell so water. We, you got to tell me about this. Because I real. see the commercial, and I'm like, really dry eyes? Come well, on. Well, and my sister is also a pharmaceutical rep for dry eye products. And I'm like, dry eye is not a real thing. Please. That's how so I feel. They, With dry eye. Well, they put this stuff in my eye. <laughs> and they said, well, it's supposed to be on the surface of your eye for 15 to 20 seconds, and it's gone in four. What is it like? Is it like a, like a, like a medicated eyeball Vaseline? So it's an eye drop. I mean, it's expensive. Restasis is expensive. Yeah. You got to get a coupon. You got to get all the stuff. And it doesn't work until six months of treatment. All right. So let's say you don't do this and you feel dry eye. What, what does that mean? What, what happens? Um, is it like you me just kind of have blurry vision. No, I, I mean, I don't have, like, my eyes don't itch. They get red sometimes. They get tired. But it's, uh, it's a blurry vision. And it's like blinking it. Blinking makes things clearer only for a hot second. And then when you started using this new ointment, this new pharmaceutical, did you immediately feel the difference? No, it takes like six months. So I'm just trying to wear the glasses until that settles itself in and then maybe I won't need the glasses if my dry eye is treated because my eye prescription is very low. I have an astigmatism. It's not Yeah. It's Did not you see like, a witch doctor for this or is this real? No, this was real. So this is an optometrist, a medical mm-hmm. doctor. This is not some dry eye fakeness. No. I mean maybe it's <laughs> it could be a scam. <laughs> and you were given this six month placebo, which is really uh, just water in a tube. Holy water, though. Blessed but by the But it is milky in bishop. color. So there might be something in there. Oh, a little milkiness. Maybe a little uh, sugar. A right. little sugar water. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see that your eyes are now functioning. They're big, bright, and beautiful. The teleprompter is there in front of you. And I can read it. And you need that because since we last spoke on this podcast, you switched from reporter mainly to now anchor person and reporter. Right. Whoa. 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 It's a big change. Big change. Now, some may say this is moving up. Some may say this is more status. But others may say, "Eh, who cares? What's the fun in that? Now you're just sitting in a chair reading like a grandma. Well, I would tell you that the weekends, there's a little more responsibility than just reading off the glass. I mean, we're, we're producing the shows, we're writing the shows, that we have a such, you know, what the newscast takes, the day side has how many people working on the shift? Good point. We have like four. In, okay. What, what people do on, on a weekday with, with maybe, and I mean, the morning show is the same way, has two producers, but you're, you've got the stories from the day before, so... What takes a normal, a normal show might take probably 15, 20 people all together to put it on. On the weekends, we're doing that with maybe four or five people. And you are a big part of that, you're saying. Right. And if you go to a gigantic market, let's just say a big ABC station in, in Philly, New York, doesn't the pretty little or handsome anchor person come in, sit down, read, go home, collect the big check, and that's it? I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all striving for. But you're saying I don't know if the market's like I don't know if it's like that anymore. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I, I've only ever worked 
in news at this station. So I know the way this station is. And I think it's important that you're getting that message out. So anchors don't just sit there. They're they're gathering stories, facts, helping produce. Right. They're doing a lot. Right. Right. Put in, and produce, uh, I think a lot of people get confused if you're not in the biz by the word produce. Produce is heavily a writing position. Mm. So a producer like on the TV set would be somebody that brings in the money and tells everybody what to do and makes make sure people are in the right place at the right time to get things Like a happen. movie producer, right. like a TV show producer, right. right. But a news producer is somebody that puts the puzzle piece of the newscast together and decides when each piece of news will go, what will go after it, what's going to be teased before the next commercial, who's going to be on camera and when, how the, how the shot's going to be set up. Is there going to be a little graphic over the anchor's shoulder or will it be behind them on the big screen? What do we have to put back there? So it takes a long t- It takes a lot of effort. And this is exciting and informative, but yet I'm being bored by this part of the conversation. Oh, sorry. No, well, I didn't mean well, it that way. Well, that's because you're just... one of those high-paid people that just come <laughs> in and no. have your that, fun. That's so wrong. Look at, he's laughing. No, he knows. Because, no, because I'm sitting in the weather office for... No, I take offense to that because when I see weather forecasts from others, and I'm not saying here, but in general... They have your stupid little cold fronts, highs, and it's very simple, and the computer does all the work. I put hours of fun and graphics you do. and time and energy into my forecast, so don't you dare say that. Because you are interesting. Well, and I also passionate about meteorology, so. Right. I didn't mean you were boring me. I just I find that boring is what I'm saying. Well, the people have already stopped listening. So. <laughs> no, they're not. Let's go back to the glasses. So oh. what made you go with red frames? Did you want to go like blue, clear? Um, I just saw, I when I ordered these, I didn't wear glasses all the time, so no. I didn't mind having, like, statement glasses. Now it's like, <laughs> well, here we go. Chelsea's got big red glasses on her face. So I have all, new ones in the works, but the prescription was too strong, and then they're like, I don't know, they're giving me the runaround. You know, I know what you're saying, though, with the statement glasses, because I hate myself when I get judgy when I see people making statement glasses. I'll give you an example. And you probably don't even know this, but Willer, uh, uh, Al Roker. Okay. And he's got like big red ones, big purple ones. Do you know and that? And they're a little bit of a distraction. Uh, well, I'm just like, why are you doing that? Why can't you well, just yeah, wear glasses? Well, yeah, I don't want them. Well, if I, if I knew I'd be wearing these every day, I would make sure they weren't like, wow, the first thing I see when I look at your face is your glasses. Your glasses. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. There seems to be like a cockiness that comes when people have the real statement glasses. Or confidence, you know. Or they're Positive like, intent here. Yeah, there's confidence, but it's like rock stars do it. Big Hollywood people do it. And I just want to say, who do you think you are with those glasses? Chelsea Stroop. (laughs) No, I want to say that to Al Roker, not you. He's Al Roker. To me, they're very tasteful. Oh, okay. Yours, they're red, but they don't like say, wow, look at me red. They're normal, good-looking glasses. Okay, that's good. But I have to say that because you're right here. You don't know what I'm saying behind your back. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Or, They're great. I mean, the the people on Facebook seem to like them. All right, here's what I'm saying with my example. No, they do look good on you, and they're not over the top. But do you have a grandfather? I'm not currently. An uncle? Yeah. Regular guy? Yeah. Let's say here comes Thanksgiving dinner, you guys meet, and he comes in with big purple glasses on. Wouldn't everybody say, what's his name? Uncle Ben. Ben, what are you doing with the glasses? You look like an idiot. Yeah, they wouldn't be. That's what I mean. That's not Uncle Ben's thing. Well, because Uncle Ben's a regular guy. So that's what I'm saying. These people then who wear the big statement glasses, 
I, I want to, if I sat down at Thanksgiving with Al Roker, I'll be like, Al, what's with the big purple glasses? Come on. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And he'd be like, some kind of superstar. I'm a national TV weatherman. Man. I, don't, just, I don't know what the answer is, but that's where I'm at with the glasses. All right. So how long ago has it been without Mike? Because <laughs> you and Mike. May 18th. So it's been, what, May to June, July, August, September, October, five months. And will you admit, I don't know, how do I describe what you two did? You became social media stars. Everyone knew of your bits. They loved your bits. You seemed to be like, if you guys were the same age, which you weren't even close, you would be like the almost stereotypical, I think, couple where the husband is a pushover and the wife is this energetic, outgoing person, and the husband just, all right, honey, whatever. That's what it appeared. That's why it was comedy. But he also has, I think he has the upper hand. Oh. Because he knows, and there's some That you have no power over him. Right. Whereas a wife would. Well, maybe. Yeah, so that um, would add a new dynamic. I guess you're right. So since Mike has left, the biggest impact is now when I walk down the street, people don't say, Hey, where's Joe Snedeker at? Where's Snedeker at? Hey, where's that Joe Snedeker? They say, how are you doing without Michael? Is that right? Are you okay? How's it been without Michael? With that sad tone. And I'm like, it's been okay. I'll be okay. So five, five months or so without him. I mean, how everybody long asks him? about him. How long was it with him? June 2019. So almost three, we were almost three years, and then we started the videos right before COVID. Our first video was a New Year's resolution video, 2020. Oh, so this really ramped up during COVID, which is odd. Oh, well, this was the whole, this, that was our, I mean, all Michael and I had was each other in COVID. I lived by myself. Oh, so that's why it, And so we provide, we did these videos really to provide a source of, comedic relief, entertainment, <laughs> connection to the people at home, because on the news, we were like, you know, this many people are sick today. These many people are having issues. This is this, what, you know, it was yeah, like yeah, so yeah. sad. Oh, that's interesting. And, and so many people turned to our Facebook pages. I get messages. I get people who stop me on the street. They're like, when we're having a bad day, I look at the videos you and Mike did. I go to your Facebook page and I look at what you and Mike did. And it brings a smile to my face. It I really miss me. you guys. I know. I was your biggest fan. Well, still, you know, you need a new sidekick now. Well, I mean, he still comes down here. Like Sunday, we judged a cake competition. I saw that. Very good. But that thing couldn't have been planned. It grew organically. Do you remember the first day? Let's say this is our first day together. You're Mike and I'm you. Oh, it was. It was, it was probably like, it yeah, was like instant. Or No. No, we, I mean, we had a lot of fun together. We had we laughed a lot, and we would make videos that we sent to other news crews because the things we would have, like, a satirical outlook on that was kind of funny <laughs> would be work-related stuff. And so we'd send it to Courtney or Elizabeth or Stacy Cholko and, and laugh about it. And, and then, then I was like, you know what? Maybe other people would think this is funny. Oh, because we laughed all all but day long, and then we kind of assume the characters yeah, of yeah. the of the straight guy. Oh, okay. yeah, so it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a bit that we both know is going on. But yet, no, these characters to me are real because I know you and I know him, and it's well, real. They Maybe all, accentuated. I mean, they are. But when we go in, when we go into a video, like when we 
started when we did that cake video. I said, "Okay, bring up the cake contest and let's make sure we mention that I had to sing the national anthem." At you said that to minute. Mike. So you come in with these 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 bullet points. We, we have bullet gonna... points, and then we and then <laughs> we're going to bring them up. And then he'll he'll start to he'll start part of the bit like he'll say, oh, well, why would you do something like that? And then I and so we almost have like a little bit of a rehearsal. So does he have an improv? Oh, OK, so do you think he plays non-compliant, just leave me alone guy or that's real yeah. too? N- both are true. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. We both know, like, oh, oh, we love each other and care for each other, but we both know, like, okay, when we're on Facebook Live, you can be mean to me. Yeah, okay. But you, like, better, but he has my back in the field. Like, let's see how well you know him. If I were you and you're him right now and I go, hey, Mike, let's do a national pierogi day dance. Come on, you and me. And I reach out for your hand. Let's do a dance. What's Mike? He's, he's crossing his arms and he's shaking his head. But he makes sure that the watch is in frame. <laughs> he has to know everybody sees his fancy Swiss watch. That he says is perfect, but it's always three minutes behind. So you're saying there's purpose to his defiance, which is interesting. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right, so all these months pass. Is there a part of you that we're getting sick of them anyway? Like, I don't want to do these videos. Or did they feel oh, like no. they, they, they still didn't expire? No, I mean, we always had, he had his perspective, I had my perspective. I wanted it to, we had pitched it to be like its own franchise. Check it out with Chelsea and Mike. I th- wait, wait, stop right there. I don't like that. You Why can not? do better than that. Check it out. I with like Chelsea check it Mike. out with Chelsea, your new segment. Right, well, this started as... The idea was going to be... Check it out with, with Chelsea and Mike. Yeah. I'm not saying anything against Mike, but that just doesn't have a ring to it. Check it out with Mike and Chelsea. Mm, still nothing. And so it was kind of... It was the, <laughs> you the, just ignore the it idea, going on. I love it. Well, you know. <laughs> the idea was we go and, and get a closer look at things, and then we have his boom, baby boomer perspective and my millennial perspective. And I think that was what kind of made us made added to the comedy was he has oh, this old right, school way yeah. of looking at things and I'm like, well please. You know, so that was I thought that had an element of what we were doing as well. And so when we would go, you know, let's go check things out, we were getting it from two perspectives for our and audience. That is genius. And forget about the boomer and and what are you a millennial officially? I'm a millennial, yeah. Forget about that perspective. How about the guy and the girl, or right. the dad so had... and the daughter, almost. I mean, it's all there, right? Because the da- he's like your classic dad. Oh yeah, you know, which I guess I am in a lot of ways too. Like we just, all right, I'm not doing that. No, yeah, a dad. But then, but then he gives in. Big softy. Like yeah, yeah. Anything for the his daughter or whatever. All right, so it all collapses when? When do you get this new offer to switch careers, leave reporting, and go into uh, anchoring? When did that happen? Well, it was up. It was on the website for a long time, and somebody said, Chelsea, why aren't you going for this? Oh. And I was like, well, I don't. I got Michael. I don't want to leave Michael. You know what? Why would I Why would I want to work the weekends? Michael and I have a good thing going. Why, Monday through why Friday, do da, da, yeah. doing good, having fun. You never know what you're going to do. And Each they, day is different. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, I guess that would be the next step. And I would, it would be more 
skills to add to my toolbox. Anything I would want to do in the future right. would probably want to know that I have the ability to anchor or at least sit still for a half hour, which I haven't mastered yet. I'm still up there. I That's got- how the two of us here are twitching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We- well, I got a message last Sunday from somebody on Facebook who, who messaged me. They, they said, hi, Chelsea. Glasses, glasses look great. Do you have MS? That's. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get this twitching under control. Nah, but I, it's it's like a claustrophobia. I had this. Look at me now. Look yeah, at us now. I, We're both because you have to s- sit there and you're strapped in with the microphone. You can't move anywhere. I can't take it. It's just. Like, I could gosh. never do that, and I know how you must feel because yeah. this is why we have this kindred spirit. You and I. So it's hard in the outfield. You know and the lights. So I'm really trying to. But, but, master it. But it's such a brief time. It's a half hour. I know. You can do anything for a half hour. And it's only like three minutes at a time in between commercials. Yeah, so it's even less. So, yeah, I don't know. My you shoulder can do goes this. like this. If I can go to Wegmans with my wife, which I hate, you can do this. I, yeah, I think so. You like Wegmans? I've been there a couple times, and actually I get Instacart from Wegmans. So you pay someone to shop for you, and then they bring it to your house? Right. Wow. Now, why is that? Laziness? I just don't have time. How much is your time worth? You know, I have to go there. I have to do all this stuff when really I could be on my phone in the car while the photographer's driving me, order all the stuff, and then it's there when I get home. Another 20, 30 bucks, make, right? No big deal. No, it's, it's not, not that much. Oh, it's I like it was. maybe an extra 15. Well, then it's definitely worth it. See, I'm going to tell my your wife time. about this then. Because yeah. I, to me, I, I so and agree. And you can with chat you. with them. They're like, oh, they're out of this. Do you want this? Okay, great. I'm with you. Time is money, and you must realize that in everything you do. Here's an example. Tell me if you agree with me. My wife was away last weekend. So here's her. She's getting her plane back. She's like, should I fly to Philly, which is $150 cheaper, or just fly to Avoca, which is $150 more? And I said, fly to Avoca. And not that I was trying to get out of anything, but if you fly to Philly, I'm going to have to drive down. That's going to be $50 in gas. I'm going to have to pay tolls, which is probably going to be $30. Right. And here's the weird part. I said, I'm going to have to sit in a car for five hours down and back, as you are. And I said to her, would you sit in a car? If someone said, I'll give you $20 an hour to sit in your car, would you do that? To just sit in a car for 20 hours? I wouldn't do that. I'd say no. You're you're thinking about it? Would you go in the parking lot now? And, and just sit, sit in, do I get to you, scroll on my phone? You can do whatever you want, but you have to sit in the car for five hours, and I'll give you twenty dollars an hour. It would, it would have to be more than forty dollars an hour. I was giving you twenty dollars. Yeah, hour. no. Well, that's what I'm saying. So when you add all those factors up, just fly to Avoca and pay an extra hundred and fifty because time is money, and we don't need right. to sit in a car like idiots for three, four, five hours. That's why I like Instacart. <laughs> that's why. Because then I don't have to worry, you know, and then it's like, who do you run into? And what do I look like? And can I wear pajama pants? I love Probably it. I not. Love it. And we've done Instacart too before during COVID. I remember my wife did. And you feel uncomfortable and that person shows up at your house. And here's what I don't know what to do. You see them unloading and they're dropping stuff on your porch. And you, you want to help. No. But instead you're peeking through the glass. Yeah. And then I feel like a failure, like a loser. Like, how could I not help them? But yet I don't want them to see me. 
Yeah, there is like some embarrassment there. Like there if, is like an if you were to have somebody come over and and tidy up your house, like you don't want to yes. be there while they're cleaning up your what mess. What is that about human nature then? Uh, but it's just like you're I, doing something I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm paying you to do it. So <laughs> I mean, they don't have to do it. They're choosing to do it. So you're a peeker? Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a peeker. You're a peeker. You wait for them to leave? Yeah. And then you run out and grab all the bags. Yeah. <laughs> I pretend like I, I make sure the lights are off. I pretend like I'm not there. I even leave a note like, hey, please leave it out the door. I'll be home soon. But I'm sitting in my house the whole time. Oh, did you ever consider this? Because I've been a peeker and then I've been a helper. I run out and then I play this part. Maybe you shouldn't do this because this works. I run out. I say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm here to help you. I didn't even know my wife was doing this. And then I help them as if I didn't know all along that I knew they were shopping for Instacart to bring Wow. Them. So you could try that. So you like, let somebody else be the bad guy. Yeah. So you run out and you're like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so did this. I'll help you. And then next thing you know, you got a toilet paper on your arm and you got a couple of containers of V8 and you're carrying it in pasta. Yeah. Try it. Is that what you get at the store? V8 and yeah, pasta? I don't eat vegetables at hardly at all. But so you drink I'm, them. So for years, I've been having about 100 ounces of V8 a week. Two of those big 48 ounces. With a straw? No, I just get it from the bottle, and I swig like a maniac randomly at all times. And how is that going? I eat watercress now, celery. It's all in there. Turnips. I feel like there's nothing to celery. Well, if you look... It's just straight up water, right? It doesn't matter if you mash up the vegetables with your mouth or some spinning blade mashes them up and they put it Are in a Are the fibers bottle. still in there? Everything's in there. It's great. Wow. Now, I don't eat lousy, but I don't eat a lot of vegetables. And I'm more of like a, I'm more of like a wheat bread chicken sandwich guy. Yeah. Uh, pizza on Friday, some pasta in the week. So I don't do vegetables. Now I do, thanks to V8. Wow. Um, it's not so an ad. Do you feel embarrassed buying toilet paper as long as we're on the Instacart topic or no? No, I would like if you're in the if you're in Wegmans and you have three gigantic packages and you're running out, you're gonna feel weird. Like, what's her problem? Nothing. I don't know if I would order three giant things of toilet paper at one time, but I think if I was ordering, if I'm getting anything that's personal use that maybe a man wouldn't use, if you know what I'm saying, I'm buying that myself. I'm not gonna make some other man do that. Some random man. Gotcha. All right, so now, how did we get on the Instacart thing? Time is money. Mike, you left him. You're, oh, your new job. So, time is money. New job. You don't have time. You're busy producing. You're busy anchoring. Yeah. And now you still report three days a week. Right. And what's that all about? You go in, is that the same So coverage? I'm still, well, yeah, I'm still focused in Luzerne County, but um, I'm going to start doing some more special projects for the Check It Out segment. See, now that I love. Folks, she has a new segment that's going to be called Check It Out with, with Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Ch -ch 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 now, as you see this, you can't see that she's flipping her arm. She's doing like the jazz hands. Check it out with Chelsea. Right. And you'll be, I can see you scooping ice cream, milking a cow. What's oh, it going to yeah. be? Everything? Oh, yeah. Maybe well, if you have any ideas, let us know. Piloting it's a plane just kind at the of, airport? Sure. It's the, the objective is to go a little bit deeper than we can with a news story. So, hey, we're not just talking about the water rescue dog. We are getting in the water with the Ooh, water rescue very dog. Very good. 
you know, we're not just talking about the children's career fair. We are putting all the kids on TV or we're not just talking about the apple season at the orchard. Let's look at that machine that cost a million dollars and was shipped here from Italy. Let's look at how that helps and what that's about. So those are the three I've done so far. (laughs) (laughs) Makes total sense to me. This is going to be a weekly feature. I don't, we don't know yet. We're still in the, in the pilot. (laughs) Screw the pilot. Well, I was told I was given a pilot. So if anybody's listening after it airs, you tell the people feedback at WNEP.com. Because this is why I have this in the first place. Because Michael and I pitched this, uh, and then he left me. So then I was like, well, how can we still... And he's going to make some cameos. In no! This. The plan... That's excellent. The plan is... Unpaid cameos. Right. Because he needs to get out of the house. Yeah. So... So, uh, I mean... It's meant I'm to be fun new- and educational. I was going to say, I'm not a news person, as you know, and this is exciting to me. Well, I would, my dream would be like to be a Jeff Corwin. Oh. You know? Not Steve Irwin, Jeff Corwin. Similar, but you just don't want to be die right. doing he, Well, it. he does the travel and the animals and the food. Yeah, and he was food. more. He like gets on a cruise ship and yes. goes and does a whole episode about a whole country. So you're not going to do check out Stingrays with Chelsea. There won't be Probably that. not. Right. But all the other non-lethal animals are on the table. Gotcha. And I've been dying to get on Pennsylvania Outdoor Life, but they won't let me on. Why? I don't know. How about with Don Jacobs? I've tried. I find that hard to believe. He should definitely welcome I've tried. you. I can see you shooting a compound bow. I can see you throwing grenades. So I just have to get my own segment. That's all. You got to just go forward. You are an energetic, full of life, entertaining person. We need more Chelsea in the world. Are you reading that off something? No. came oh. straight from my frontal lobe. It looked like you were reading it. I was looking at our time here. We're already like 40 minutes in. I mean, this is just going fast, and I don't know if we hit what all else the topics we have to, yet. We didn't even talk about Florida. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, so let's get right to that then. All right, so. Wow, well, this is like 180. It's only a week and two days away. The most devastation on many parts of Florida in its history. Right. You don't know what to expect. You watch the news like everybody else. You see uh, President Biden flying around. You see... Uh, I watched uh, Air Force One land yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. You see Gio Benitez doing stories, whatever the case may be. But when or you're Wednesday. there, is it a whole different vibe? Tell us. So I, I had the opportunity to travel down there with a local company who has power crews there. Okay. So these linemen, these ground... Guys, these operators went down there. They do this. They went to Ida. They went to Louisiana. They went to Henri in Connecticut. Um, but are they like on standby all year? Like, how do they so just they, do that? They what they would they be doing a, if they weren't there? They'd be doing uh, contract work locally oh, okay. or working on jobs. They're not like here. firemen sitting waiting for a fire to happen playing cards. No, yeah, they have stuff going on. Okay. Um, so I was able to go down there and kind of shadow them but then also see a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. because um they were part of florida power and lights emergency response team so if you have that on your car i mean we were driving into places we were like passing the news crews so you're allowed to go into these Ooh. well we were going in we were in fort myers fort myers beach and we had to go through like two different national guard checkpoints 
with people with like rifles who were like, who are you? Why are you here? Keeping the peace. Yeah, because they're worried about looters. I mean, right. they were still pulling, recover, they were still recovering people oh, from wow. the wreckage when I was there. So this happened last Wednesday. When were you there? You just got back? A week. A week. I was there Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday I was there. So Whoa. six days later. Whoa. So when you first saw this, did you expect it or was it worse than you thought? Well, when I first got there, we stopped in a place called Harlem Heights, which isn't on the beach in Fort Myers, but it... I mean, we were looking at a lot of down power lines, a lot of down trees, debris everywhere. People, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of storm surge there, right. but people did not have power. And uh, there were lines of people at the churches trying to get food, trying to get water. They didn't have ice. There was no ice anywhere. None of the traffic lights worked either. There was no power. So anywhere you were going, 10 miles took... 45 minutes. No gas, because, no grocery stores. Well, they, they, some places had gas, but you had to pay in cash. Oh, man. Because they didn't the have electricity. electricity. Wow. So power well, was insane. Must be a generator? Well, generator? they had no. trucks. Oh, so the gas isn't coming from the normal supply right. underground. There's tanker trucks there, and right. just gravity's pulling it out. Interesting. And some places had generators. Okay. But, um, the, the, but in some of these areas, they're... These people had very little, and the little that they did have was just washed away. So what impression were you left with? Worse than you thought? Are you expecting so, all of this? So Is the, it like a war zone? Right. Well, the Harlem Heights section, it was like, okay, you know, uh, these buildings are still here. But then when we went to Fort Myers and we passed the National Guard, we passed the FBI, the search and rescue people. Um, Verizon was there setting up towers so they could have... Um, cell phone service. Okay. But if you think about it, I mean, so much had to go into getting there on this, on Fort Myers Beach because everything was under feet of sand. So whether the storm surge brought the sand in or, or what, it's, but the streets, I mean, you, first they had to like look for survivors, get them to safety on helicopters because they couldn't drive anywhere because there's three feet of sand. In so the, the sand covered heats every. were surprising to you because you showed me the video right. on your phone and I found that surprising too. And I, I didn't see that well, in the news outlets. Like it, well, that's because where I was, where you were, news people aren't, weren't allowed. aren't going. So you see heaps of sand moved by water from the storm surge. And then they had, to, they had to plow them like snow. So you're looking at these huge mounds of sand and you're thinking like, oh, okay, I've seen that. That's just going to melt. No. That sand has to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good it's point. filled with, there's so much stuff in there. But somebody who was there told me that they push that back out to the beach and then they comb through it with giant rakes. Oh, man. But man. there's no, but buildings are gone. And then cars are, are on piles, on piles. And there's huge boats. You see the piles on top of, boats. of SUVs, like, yeah, on top like... of cars. I talked to a tow truck driver from Wilkesbury, who's down there. And he said, he's there, so in a, in a radius, as long as there, there's a disaster radius. And if you can prove your car was in that radius, insurance doesn't need to go look at it. It's automatically totaled. So all he has to do is confirm that that car is in that location. And then he pulls them out of wherever they are. So he's pulling cars out from under boats. He's pulling cars, he said, from the basement level of parking garages 
like he's pulling them out of a bowl of cereal because the cars are just floating. Somebody had a car in their pool. Like they came back and they're like, whoa, there's a huge car in my pool. Yeah, and visually... It's the brain and the eyes have I mean, not it hasn't. seen anything like this. No. It seems unreal. You see it in movies. You see it in Godzilla films. But to see it like this, it's got to be This isn't even apocalyptic. Like, I don't even... Because apocalyptic stuff, I mean, they... Things are like ruins and things deteriorate over time. But this is all stuff that was just... Thrust. Thrown in a... Bl- it was like mobile homes were... Th- thrown in a blender and sprayed everywhere and then piled up like plowing through debris and sand and I mean one pile has like a street sign and a car and a toilet and don't you wonder now based on what you saw is this going to go away in six months a year three months I mean how long is this going to take I don't know and I was I was down there and I was talking to an environmental science professor from Scranton who's down there and he's like, well, you have to think about sustainability. Like, it doesn't make sense to rebuild things there because these barrier islands are there to almost protect the mainland. Yes, and that's what Pine Island and Sanibel was. They are these barrier islands that right. usually protect the coastline from the storm surge, and they were totally covered. Well, and he also said the wetlands serve as a place for drainage and for flooding, mm-hmm. things to capture flooding and stuff. And the, the development gets rid of those. So, I mean, like, I'm sure they'll rebuild. But it may take years. Because oh, it's going to take a very long time. Because if you were the person who built your time. life there, and this happened once before, maybe when you were two, Irma was there decades ago. Um, Would you, you want to? There's going to be a point where, like, I'm done. You know, it's almost like if here, horrible example, horrible metaphor, every time there was a snowstorm, uh, you lost a part of your house. People would be like, right. okay, I'm done. You know what I mean? But that doesn't happen with snowstorms for the most part. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be a whole different place. I mean, there are... there. My uh, girlfriend of mine used to work at the Salty Crab in Fort Myers, at, and it's not there. Like, the whole buildings are just gone and, and scattered everywhere. So when you came back, you ever go through this human nature, I think? When you, when you see people living in affluent neighborhoods, mansions, royalty, whatever the case may be, and then you go to your house and you're like, oh, my goodness, look at me. I got nothing. But when the opposite happens, when you see people who have nothing and then you come back and you're like, oh, my God, look at me. I got everything. Right. It puts the things it, in a lot of perspective. It does, right? And then it makes you appreciate. Yes. And then it goes away after a day. That's the problem with human nature. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, it's just, that's the way we're built. I mean, you can't worry about things constantly. If, if you worried about, uh, I think it's like 3,000 children die every month from waterborne diseases. What if that was on your mind all day? Oof. You wouldn't even be able to go to work. 3,000 yeah. a day. And then we're worried about, uh, is Johnny going to start on third base in the Little League game? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it makes the problems you think about so minuscule. Yep. But yet, they're not. So I don't know what the answer is. Like, my my sister texted me about something. She was like, should I be annoyed that so-and-so did this and didn't, you know, include us? And I I sent her a picture of a boat on top of a car on top of a house. See, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, "Um, no, we'll be fine. Yeah, maybe we always (laughs) need that perspective. I mean, that's a huge thing about being in the news business. Yeah, you see all... 
Like, how many times have I been to a house fire where people lose everything? Yep. But, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm great. Sure, I have gratitude and I'm grateful that I have everything that I have and I feel so lucky and fortunate. And sometimes I'm overwhelmed with that feeling of gratitude. But I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I'm normal. I have those little gripes and those little worries about all the minuscule, unimportant things as well. Here's what I often do. I'll do this to my brain. 4,000 years ago, who was the main high-living, opulent person on planet Earth? A pharaoh in pyramid land, Egypt. Okay. okay. They had everything. They had people serving them. They were thought to be gods. They were doing nothing all day while everyone labored around them. Their family, everything was just taken care of. Every person that's probably listening to this, including us too, are living better than the highest class pharaoh lived 4,000 years ago. Yeah. And And we probably have more self-awareness. Well, what I'm saying is, so how dare I be upset over anything? Oh, my internet's down. Oh, I have to get a hernia operation. You're living better than any pharaoh that ever lived. And yet we take it all for granted. He would love to have a refrigerator, knowledge of everything on his computer in front of him. Antibiotics. Oh, huge. Modern plumbing. I found out my aunt in Wilkes, my aunt was one of the first people to have antibiotics in Wilkesbury. How could that be? In 1949-ish. Erythromycin? Um, penicillin. Really? My aunt, um, my aunt Marianne had pneumonia. And she it was like wasn't going case? away. And well, my aunt, great aunt Teresa came to the house and said, she's not doing too well. Let me call my doctor. And he said, well, there's this new medicine out, penicillin. I think it'll work for Come her. on. Well, guess what? Now she's alive. She's 80 years old. Guess what? King Tut has uh, pneumonia. What happens? Dead. <laughs> Gone. How dare we complain about anything? I, I know, but fact, then will it's you like... you call me Pharaoh? You want me to refer to you as Joe Pharaoh? Pharaoh Joe. Or King Joe. You know what? I always think of the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when it's Go Joe time. <laughs> because the song, they go, 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 Joe's, if okay. you know what they say. <laughs> and there's a Pharaoh in there. So you're not going to call circle. me King Joe, though? I mean, King Joe? Yeah, because I feel like it's a, a pharaoh. Much. King pharaoh. Tut, King Joe. It's a little much? King Tut was a child. Right. And I'm very childish. That's true. So. Sure. You'll call me that anymore? King um, Joe? Okay. And it, it's not that I feel like I should be a... I don't want you to think, oh, he's high and mighty. I want you to think he feels high and mighty because he appreciates everything. He's King Joe. Okay. The royalty in me sees and observes the royalty in you. Yes! Woo! Baby! Yeah. Chelsea Strube, I'm a big fan. Anything we leave out before we say goodbye? We're almost killing uh, an hour here. I mean, come on. I love the frames. I love the new show. Check it out with Chelsea. Keep the anchoring going, the reporting. If Mike's listening to this, um, she's doing good without you. You know, Mike? No, I tell him I'm falling apart. (laughs) She's pressing on I've had to re... That's that's why I have to do Instacart, because he used to drive me to the grocery store on my way home. (laughs) Well, do this for me. Next time you get Instacart, remember, you're not going to peek through the curtain. I'm going to go out and help and pretend someone else lives in my house. You know, yeah, you'd be like... I can't believe Bob did this. I didn't even know. Here, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. Just make up some name. Yeah. And it's going to make you feel good. Okay. All right? Okay. Sounds you can good. You say, I didn't even know Snedeker did this. 
blame it on King and then Joe. There, and then there's going to be rumors. What's Snedeker <laughs> doing at Chelsea's house? <laughs> He's cleaning the urinal. <laughs> if, you know what? If I make it to a point where I, I have a urinal in my house, <laughs> I will know that I have made it. It used to be dishwasher. Once I get a dishwasher, I'll know I've made it. But now I'm going to up it to urinal. You don't want a urinal. You're a woman. <laughs> and with that, yeah. we'll say goodbye. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye. Thank you for having me. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.